You have more power in your pocket today than the people who sent the first men to the moon. Welcome to The Circuit Magazine, the number one source of information on protection matters, the industry-leading magazine for all security professionals who want to stay ahead of the game. Workforce Mobile Management with Brittany Galley, Chief Success Officer at Mobo Hub and co-founder of GST Getting Security Done. What a big topic, but also an emerging topic. We're really getting to see the benefits of the power of the cell phone, the mobile phone, apps in the phone for today's protector. Uh, are you excited about today, John? Yeah, this is a great episode. So what are we talking about here? Are we talking about putting security in an app on your phone in your pocket? Or are we talking about making our process more efficient? Where are we at? That's a good question, because actually we're talking about all of it and more. We're talking about the way in which loading different workforce management apps onto your phone or perhaps threat intelligent apps really can make the work of the individual operator smarter, faster. And, you know, it's a real force multiplier for some of the smaller businesses out there. This technology was the purview of the super operators, the really big companies out there. But now it's been democratized and in the form of an app, often free, sometimes very affordable. It means that the everyday operator can act much, much smarter. Okay, so as an everyday operator, paint a picture for me. What do I need to know? We're going to go into this interview with Brittany. What do I need to be listening out for? Think about its applicability to your work, your location, and your subsector of security. Let's say you're operating in London, but specifically West London. Can the apps that you use geofence intelligence and information around West London just for you? Can your apps anticipate information that you're going to need because they know on your calendar tomorrow you're in East London? I'm using London as a very specific place, but the same applies everywhere. And for example, we know that there are some great tracking apps out there that help in case of emergency. But what about you as a business owner? How can you keep track of your guard force, your mobile workforce, and get them to take some of the paperwork that actually really slows them down and automate it? Maybe that's through taking photos of places that they've checked. Maybe that is sending them documents ahead of time that are now perfectly valid documents on a mobile phone. Mm, yeah, so this is the whole sock in your pocket thing. And this is the next step along in that evolution. I know this is a subject that you're particularly fond of and have run several events on. So in the whole sock in your pocket ecosystem, where does today's guest and their product sit? Well, actually, it sits on a more macro level. It's an architecture into which lots of different facets can be plugged. It's able to manage people's workflow and workforce, but it's affordable. 
it's able to plug in threat intel if you want, but its basic premise is affordable workforce management from your phone. As a boss, as a company owner, you can use it when you yourself are on the go. And as an operator, it's designed to remove paperwork. As I said, you know, just before, it's to remove paperwork out of your hair. So picture uh, that when you when we're talking to Brittany. Uh, but there is, of course, another facet to today's guest, because many of you will have seen online, Brittany is one of the co-founders of GSD, Getting Security Done, which has sort of taken the uh, at least LinkedIn by storm in the corporate security world this past uh, year. H- have you seen much of it, John? Well, I'm starting to see it everywhere, but I think uh, there's still a lot I can learn about it. It's still a bit like Illuminati for me at this stage, so I'll have my ears open, be very keen to hear more about the whole getting security done. But no, on a serious note, it is something that I think is causing big waves. I'm hearing lots and lots of positive things. And certainly the whole ethos of getting security done, you know, more efficiently in a more productive way. It's a great message. I love it. And they very much uh, helped me and a lot of colleagues this past year. And of course, with the kindness games, it's really helped to boost morale. Uh, so, so a bit of a blended topic this week. Uh, one is the more workflow, workforce management from your mobile phone. And the other one is, as we have Brittany on, let's reflect on the GSD movement this past year. All right, let's do it. And now, let's meet one of the contributors to The Circuit magazine. I'm here with Brittany Galley, Chief Success Officer of Mobile Hub and co-founder of GSD Getting Security Done. Um, Elijah and myself, we're very happy to have you on the podcast. Welcome to The Circuit magazine. Nice to see you, fellow. Yes, it's great to see you again. We've got our three quickfire questions. Like every interview, we're very interested in the topic of workforce mobile management. It's not often a topic that people associate with, you know, actual, you know, high action and, and, and excitement. But actually, if you think about the way in which technology has mobilized everybody and the power of the smartphone, I think this is a key topic. So, Let's go for an opening topic. Um, what is your biggest gripe with the industry as it stands? What problem are you trying to solve? So there's a two, that's a two-parted question is, you know, what's my biggest problem and then what, are, what can we solve there? So my biggest problem, I think, from the industry perspective is that this wasn't a priority before, but now we, we're, COVID in, in 2020 launched us into a digital revolution for the deskless workforce, meaning the workforce that is n- not sitting at the desk, which is 3.4 billion people across the planet don't sit at a desk and do their job. So I think my gripe was in the past, actually. Now it's becoming front and center. And I'm just happy, you know, we've been in business for eight years and it's finally here, like this digital, you know, acceptance of mobile technology and you get this data and what do you do with this data? And I think that that to your, the second part of your question is, you know, what do I want is I want to see 
people now leveraging that data that they can they can do something with it. So it's great that you're leveraging it to schedule people and do timesheets and all that kind of stuff. But take that input that we now have and I'm in a massive amount and actually leverage it to make the industry better. And that's my thing is I want people to leverage, you know, de- I'll say deskless workforce products like myself or, or even others and just say, God, this data is valuable. We can use it to do predictive analysis or we can do it. We can use it and leverage it to do, you know, a higher level of, it, of intelligence with it to then predict, hopefully, and prevent future problems. So I, I think that, you know, my biggest thing is own your data and get rid of your technical debt. I think that should be the theme of 2021. Um, but I think that, you know, if people just focused on those two things for 2021, it, it would be huge. Love it. I'm going to take that technical deck soundbite. I like it. Um, so where, because there's, I, I can hear it in your voice, where does your passion for this topic come from? Yeah, and I think uh, my passion comes, you know, I come from Northern California where Silicon Valley was down the road and it was a, in California where I grew up in Northern California, it was, technology was everywhere. And it was almost weird if you weren't using it. And that was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. When I moved to the East Coast, it was like, where's all the technology? What's going on? You know? And so I think my passion came to say, I want the whole world to be on the same level with technology. If we're not on the same level and, you know, maybe other countries are behind or other regions are behind or other, you know, everywhere. You know, if you think about Latin America, South America, where they're at, sometimes they don't even have service Wi-Fi infrastructure to deal with, right? We, we should be dealing with that problem, you know? Um, and that's, I think, my passion is just getting this industry forward and also leveraging the knowledge and experience that I've built in technology to do so. And I feel like I can finally contribute. You know, I feel like I can contribute to something. It makes me feel good inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you wake up and you, and you just brainstorm new ideas, new concepts, new things you can do with this stuff. And I think that that's kind of where my passion for it um, started from a, from a professional standpoint, from a GSD standpoint, where that started was I got a really lot of smart industry professionals around, I'll say within a 10 year time span of my age that sat there and said, we're all running up against the same things. And I said, well, hell, let's just sit down. Let's have a coffee and let's brainstorm what we don't like about something. Okay, great. We did that. Now, what are you going to do about it? Are we going to sit here and do this again in 12 months or are we going to do something about it? And that was kind of my poke right, to these really smart individuals. And it's now blossomed and bloomed into something that is actually changing the industry. We just got feedback even yesterday that somebody says, keep going, don't stop. And I think that 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 was kind of the thing that drove that passion and keeps driving that passion in me. I love it. And that ethos of, all right, now, what are you going to do about it? I think think that is a wonderful thing to move forward with. But, But not everybody will have heard of GSD and not everybody will have thought about mobile workforce management as an exciting area uh, as we, as we you know know it to be but what would you like the uninitiated people to better understand i want you know for i'll i'll take the mobile hub side first mobile workforce deskless workforce we call it a deskless workforce because they are mobile but they're also they're not they're not tied to laptops either right and that's the other thing people i think need to to understand but i'll say you know 
I want them to have an open mind to the fact that it doesn't take millions of dollars to implement this stuff. And I think that that's the thing. Like, I mean, we've, we, when we started this company, we said we want a product that every team can use that they can afford. And that was our driving factor. And it still is today, eight years later, is I want to develop a product and be the owner of a company that everybody can use my product because they can afford it. And it's, and it's true. And we live true to that today. And I think that's really it is everybody thinks this technology, you know, is a ton, is a huge implementation and it takes, you know, thousands and thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to implement. And it's absolutely not true. And I wish the industry would say, I need to just find a better, more efficient economical product that can solve the same challenges. And then on the GSD side, what do I want them to take away is start doing more to help the industry, not just yourself, not just your company, not just your job, not just your boss, not just Uncle Sam. Start doing more to, to help the industry and think from that bigger level. And the reason I'm saying that is because it comes back and you don't even know it yet. It comes back in ways that you haven't even felt yet. You haven't even felt the passion that I've felt because you haven't tried it. So get involved. You know, get out there, try different things, contact us, don't contact us. We are sitting here, there's, we get con we contacts every day from people that says, I want to help, I want to contribute, what can I do? And I said, what are your ideas? What do you hate? Same thing, Phelan. I ask him the same question. What do you hate about the industry? And I say, how do you want to fix it? Go do it. Tell us how you're going to go do it and go do it. Go try it, right? Well, I, I mean, I think it's actually come up twice now, the, the word passion. Just listening to you talk, I can see that you are vested in your goals. Like, you you know, that you're you're motivated by it. And, that, and I'm sure that's motivating and inspiring other people as well. Um, so even your title. So, you know, help us out. What's a chief success officer? <laughs> that's a good one. So a lot of people ask that. And it's because uh, early on I, I w with the company, I was kind of in the finance and operations mode because that was kind of where my, my path in life had taken me. And then, you know, I became very close with the clients. I came, became very customer centric. And I said, this is something I'm really passionate about, you know, employee onboarding or, you know, even client onboarding implementations, all that. I said, it's really, it's that to me is the driving forces. I want people to have the easiest, best experience with me as a human or me and my product. And how do I do that? Okay. I'd be, I'd be better at X, Y, and Z. Okay. I, I'm a healthier person overall. So that way I can know I can have a better output on a day-to-day -day basis, Right. And, and I really worked on myself over a lot of years to become very customer centric and very, you know, just learn every day. And the, so my CEO, he was very kind. He kind of built me up through the ranks of the company. And he said, you're going to be the CEO one day. And I said, no, no. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. And I said, I'm not ready for that. I said, I can't even think about that. I've never, I can I, when I was growing up, I couldn't have imagined being the CEO of anything, right? I come up for a very small cow town. And I said, and he's like, you will be. He said, you will be. He's like, and the reason is, is because you're going to work your ass off to get there and you've got a lot to learn, but he's like, you got the spirit for it. And I said, well, what do I need to learn in between here and there? And he's, there's, he's like, a lot. 
<laughs> you know, and I'm totally good with that. But I think success just means I, you know, I'm, I oversee certain areas of the company, but I also am in charge of is, is it successful? Mm. Ultimately, is it successful? I get it. I get it. And, and so for uh, our listeners that might not be familiar with the product, can you kind of, you know, what's, what's your elevator pitch on that? How do you, how do you explain to someone who isn't familiar with the technology or the benefits of it? Yeah. So in the 20, I'll say the 22nd overview is that it's a mobile app backed up by an online portal that does web-based reporting as well, where anybody from any team, from any company can submit any report, any checklist, any tasks, timekeeping, scheduling, um, workforce touring in the security world, it's, you know, touring and reporting and incidents and, you know, shift reports and fire logs and all that stuff, timekeeping and all that. That's just the security world where well, we go across 19 industries. So where we, where we created the product was specifically that we want to be the, the product that goes that all the teams can work together. We started in security and then a lot of facilities and fortune 500s came to us and said, we want to use your product across all the teams because it's easy to use. And we said, okay, right? So now we focus on, this is the deskless workforce. This is great that this is, a, you know, some of this is just security oriented, but this is for the deskless workforce to do their jobs, do it easily and not be a, I would say it's like, you know, a lot of apps, you have to be a technology expert out there. And that was our thing. And I said, you can't have more, you have to have less than two clicks. You cannot do anything in our app that's more than two clicks. And the reason is, is because it's a user experience problem, which again, I'm passionate about. Um, so any team can use it. And then of course, on the back end, you've got a portal of dashboards, analytics, and things that you know are automated. And our thing is, is we always built it to say, nobody should have to log in. People hate passwords. Stuff should be put on automatic one time. Stuff, the workforce goes on its, goes on its queue and you get alerts if stuff isn't done. Mm -hmm. that's it uh, so that's great and and so how does that tie into that that phrase you use which was technological debt yep so technological debt is what i consider is all those systems out there that you either can interact with they're siloed so your data is siloed so your record keeping is siloed so you have to hire humans to do a bunch of, of work in excel spreadsheets to make things happen for leadership right that then they can make decisions with or it's things that, you know, a lot of these companies are paying tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands worth of dollars to do what we do every day. And it's, it's really, I mean, some people say, you know, hey, you, do, you guys don't charge enough. And I'm like, okay, so do you want me to change the price? And they say, oh, of course not, you know, and it's, <laughs> but I can't believe we paid now, you know, $40,000 a year for what you guys do for way less. And it's like, you know, yeah. I mean, again, we're here for everybody. So I think the technical debt thing comes in is do an evaluation. And I did a, a presentation for ASIS um, last year, actually, around how to select a mobile, a mobile workforce management tool. And I did the criteria, you know, and you do a SWOT analysis and that kind of thing. And, and it really was the criteria in picking something like this product is really comes down to limitations, custom, customizations, and price. A lot of them all do the same things, right? That's obvious now today. But when you're talking about getting rid of your technical debt, your that evaluation needs to be done once a year. And now it's so easy to onboard SaaS products like mine that 
it's not hard to switch. So let's say you're coming off and you say, oh, I hate implementations and I hate switching things. Well, that's great. But switching things five years ago versus today is much different. Okay, I get that. So it's also getting rid of your technical mental debt. Right, the, the mindset behind it. The biased, exactly. Got it. So, you know, you know, both of you were actually panelists uh, on different panels at the AI and Automation uh, Miami Forum back earlier in April. And we were coming at the topic of automation for everybody, not just, not just the uh, cyber folks, but EP, corporate security. Um, and, and I think maybe a natural thread to this question, looking at your work is, you know, where's, where's the end game or, or where does this take us? Does this mean that through geofencing or through sock in a pocket or I don't know, we'll have like a super high functioning individual operator out there with absolutely amazing functions from their cell phone. I know you call it deskless, but let's, you know, from that cell phone, where, however it uh, plays out. What, what's the end game? Where are we headed? Yeah, I think that the the world's headed towards, you guys have seen, you know, GSOC as a service, right? Where you have a centralized SOC where people have, you know, you can hire, you know, a percentage of a, of a GSOC that then monitors your facilities. And I think that's actually where we're headed, but also with kind of this mobile device management is this is just part, this is a, just a tool in that toolbox, right? Because if you think about a command center, if you think about a SOC, right, they're going to, you know, they've got all the monitors, but also the technology that goes with it. You've got, you know, uh, live webcam feeds. You've got, you know, those, um, we just, and then we just partnered with a company that does this because I see a direct correlation with it in the future is the um, mobile surveillance trailers. You see the robots, right? We've got drones now. All of this actually exists today. A lot of people are actually using it. A lot of people are not paying attention that other people are using it, right? And the, the really cool tools cost more. And that service, that GSOC service as a service costs more, right? Because they have either better tools or whatever. I consider mobile device management really just a tool in that toolbox where it all feeds into one centralized thing. And that was actually kind of where Mobile Hub, the name came up is we wanted to be the hub. So we want to be the one login centralized place where your feeds come in and the devices are just one of those, right? And then you can actually visually for a price you can afford, see what the heck is going on out in the field from all of your teams. So it's great that security is the, the primary thing, but maybe the maintenance and janitorial people also need to report that they see something suspicious. And that's where I think this is headed, is that it's the, it's the see something, say something concept, but it's from this entire working together workforce needs to be able to have that ability. And then you take all that, you know, and you have kind of this GSOC-like atmosphere. Okay, great. Now I can make decisions with that around my sites and things like that. So And have it at your fingertips. Got it, right. And, and that's where I was gonna go with that. Because as you described this, us being able to have it, you know, in essence, in the palm of our hands, we're doing that anyway with other types of information, you know, yeah. mostly on the social media side. So we always have our phones, we're always plugged in and connected. But now you're saying, I don't have to be on my laptop or at my desk, focusing on the command center, 
and then have my cell phone over here on the side so I can see what's happening in social media, I could be moving about in the world and be plugged in. Is, is that where, where we're going with this? Right. Or give those a, the ability to those who can't afford a command center like model, the ability mm -hmm. to have their own mini command center. Right. Okay. I'm always the I'm always about the underdog. The underdog can't afford a big fancy command center GSOC or even GSOC as a service. He can't do it. So what do we do for all those other companies that are out there? It's going to be a force multiplier. I'm, and, and I like what you said. You know, you don't want to put in a login each time. I know with the NABA Protector app uh, and with the BBA Connect app that we that we put out, you don't log in. You are once logged in and, and that's it. Right. So it's it's certainly it's certainly very valuable um well i tell you what let's then look a little bit at getting security done gsd because that's been full of hype and full of attention online it's been really big on linkedin of course there are certain proponents of it like uh, tim wenzel and lee orton you know kelsey canell we should we should shout out to them right mm -hmm, yeah but, but but for the uninitiated can you give us a flavor of what it is? I know you said it is something to get people to actually take action, but, but where are you headed with it? Yeah, so where we're headed right now is we were, I mean, okay, so we were recently asked to write a book, which is, I think, kind of cool. <laughs> so we've, we, we spent the last couple months writing a book, and it, what it is is really a perspective of, of, this, of the industry from all of our different perspectives. And that's really cool because when we read through them, you get such a compilation of different perspectives about what's terrible versus what's not working versus the progress that we wish we had, blah, 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 blah. It's that exact, it's exactly what we're talking about from 13 different perspectives, which is amazing. GSD, again, you know, kind of where it started, which was a group of people complaining that we said, let's just do something, right? Where it's headed is, the, the purpose of this was to get as really smart as, as many passionate humans that have a passion for changing this industry for the better together to brainstorm on ideas. So an example is we have a seven part ESRM series releasing that's going to start next week. Next up after that, we have, you know, we're basically going to touch on the topics that nobody understands and the gaps. And what we do is we sit around every Tuesday or even on the weekends, we're chatting back and forth. And we said, God, I wish somebody would just fully explain this because so many people have asked me what the heck it means and they have no idea, right? Or they're not leveraging it properly. Okay, great. Let's do a GSD talks. Let's do an education blip on that, right? And that's kind of what it, where it's headed and what it's doing. Where I see it going in the future is really taking, absorbing the I'll say inclusion of kind of these young professionals, these diversity groups and these countries that aren't included yet in the talks. We haven't heard a lot from the Middle East, if you haven't noticed, right? South Africa is, is just coming on board. Africa as a whole is just coming on board. But we need to hear more voices from around the world. And so what we're going to do with GSD is try and take kind of, you know, we were a U.S. and Latin America and European team to start with. Now it's time to spread the wings and go farther. So what we want to do is really take, I mean, I personally now I'm so sick of hearing the words inclusion and diversity because I think people are saying it a lot in, in a public setting and not doing anything, right? <laughs> they say they want to do something. They say they have the initiative and then nothing changes, right? And I, I'm finding that 
and again, going back to the just get stuff done, is that that's the whole purpose around it is we want to take that and I'm inclusion diversity, I think diversity you'll have if you have inclusion. I think it's innate. If you are only inclusive, you will have diversity. We are all these humans on this planet, it's going to happen. So now our thing is to kind of expand the teaching model, expand the education, go multilingual. So these other countries who maybe don't have access to the education in the security industry that we have here in the US or Latin America or whatever, that they can, they can watch it on YouTube, right? And they don't have to pay for it. Um, a lot of these associations, right? You don't have to pay to be part or hear the education that you're learning, but it's broken down in sound bits, really, that people from all around the world can actually understand and they can apply it to their positions and they can grow in the, in the careers and the industries. And I think that from a perspective of what are we trying to accomplish, we're trying to get people in the industry that are talented, that stay in the industry. A lot of people leave this industry because they get frustrated. And how does one who hears this and goes, wow, that, that's amazing. How can I be a part of that? Like, how do they, do they apply? Like, what's the, what's the process for that? <laughs> Good question. So we're, we got so many reach outs, we're actually going to just start up a web page, which is in the works right now. We have a LinkedIn, I'll say the biggest following is on LinkedIn and where we basically publish everything. We have a YouTube channel and, and that kind of thing. But basically LinkedIn is where to get involved. And a lot of people reach out like that. And I think that that's the best place too, because what you get to see is all the comments and all the people that you should know and network with anyways. So it's great that you reach out to us and we get you involved with, you know, maybe a GST talks or, or an education blip, but the LinkedIn is really that connection network. And that's where we're seeing the most connectors because what we'll, what we'll do too is like when these things, you know, release, we'll tag people who we know across the industry that we know are passionate about the same thing. And these 13 people that are in GSD right now, I'll tell you, have, we have a, we have a literally a global network and we didn't know it. We didn't know the web of this network that we actually had until we sat down. We said, hey, do we know anybody at this company? And everybody's like, oh, we know six people. Hmm. What are the odds of that, right? It's like one degree of separation. So what we found is we can actually better help people too on our LinkedIn group. And that's because a lot of people ask for, they need new jobs. They need new, those types of things. So, so that's really where to connect with us is LinkedIn. I love it. And, you know, in a way that is the tie because mobile or desklets workforce of the future and GSD, it's, it is inherently mobile friendly. I think the, the, the security professional of the future on the move is going to be able to learn and live and work and be managed. Um, I know they don't like that last part, but they like the mobile first. Even uh, just a few years ago, people were still debating, should I have a mobile version of right. my website? Like, uh, really? That was, that was only a few years ago? Anyway. Well, in the first, and to your point, the first four years of this kind of company, when we started, we're like, what is the, the why aren't people going mobile? <laughs> it's just really hard to convince an industry to go mobile. But now that's, now it's second nature. It's good to see. It's good to see the progress. I like it. Well, this is a deep dive, short but sweet, into deskless workforce management, but also GSD, the phenomenon that is getting security done. Uh, from Elijah and myself, it's been fantastic to welcome Brittany Galley, Chief Success Officer of MoboHub and co-founder at the Getting Security Done crew. Thanks very much for being on, Brittany. Thank you. Tom. Thank you, Elijah. For sure. 
I don't know about you, John, but I want to get security done. It's making headwaves and all the technology that we've been talking about today, mobile apps, sock in your pocket, workflow management. It, you know, some of it's not the sexy stuff, but it's certainly going to transform people's businesses. Uh, w- w- what did you think of today? I love that. I think it's great. I'm hearing a message from Brittany that I've heard quite a few times now, echoed all across this Getting Security Done community. And, and it's all about the ethos, the method, uh, what's behind what we do, what are our motivations, what are we trying to get out of it? It's not, you know, I think Brittany even said herself, it's not just about doing the job to make the money to get a pat on the back. It's why are we doing this in the first place? And, and I think that's really important. I love it. And, and just as while we uh, operating our community, particularly on the BBA Connect app, for example, I think it's, it's to really make progress. It's to see people come together. And actually, talking about our community on the BBA app, I have noticed a few people are very active recently. So uh, we haven't done this before, but I thought we'd do a little shout out. What do you think, John? Shall we give people a little credit for being active on the app? Yeah, it's great. You know, there's some people who are really driving the community along at the moment, having lots of input and they're always the first people to chip in. So why not? Yeah. All right. Well, I've, I have I can see a lot of Sean Colsey. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I know and you've also posted a, a, a few articles as well. So um, that's great. Uh, we've had Kiwi Bryant. Well, we got a we've got a great uh, we've got a great relationship there. You know, Sean is part of Minerva Elite. We're also uh, partners of the BBA as well, our, our educational partner, and uh, they're doing some great things there. So I think it's a, it's a really good call to give Sean a shout out and anyone listening should check out what Minerva Elites are doing as well. Excellent. Yeah, he's really, really kind with his time. Um, we, you know, a few more names, Naz Mohammed, uh, Fidel Matola, Kiwi Bryant, uh, Natalie, uh, Ben Gunn, of course. Uh, we, we know ben, ben has done some great videos. Big friend of the magazine. Um, and, and Fernando Mata. And of course, James Bohr, um, very, very active in the community. So a so little bit of a shout out. We notice that you are leading the charge. So thanks very much. And uh, talk about James. Uh, we just had uh, a great uh, session with James, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And, you know, there's, there's been a lot happening these last couple of weeks. So we had James run a clinic for BBA and NABA members. And that was on InfoSec for the protector. And so that's breaking it right down to basics, right from what is InfoSec at our level. Let's define what that is, you know, so we know what we're protecting and, and taking it all the way up to smart measures and ways that we can combat the threat. And I think everyone who turned up for the clinic got a lot out of that. And anybody who wasn't able to make it, uh, shout out to Marcin here, who you know was asking questions through the app, showing great use for the BBA Connect app. If you can't make the event in person, then at least get your question asked. So when you watch the replay, which is now available in BBA Connect, you can get the answer to the question that you had. Oh, brilliant. And and yeah, thanks, James, for all your continued support. It's really, really key, especially for a community that is thinking, I'm not going to be a hacker, but a little bit more information as to what I'm going to do in this brave new world would be appreciated. Um, 
what else do we have coming up? Well, first of all, let's say we run the clinic and it's the first clinic that we've run since we launched BBA Connect. And I think it was well received. What did, what did you think, Paolo? Yeah, I think so. That format that, well, obviously an immediate event is always, you know, it's got a, it's got a je ne sais quoi, if you like, you know, people have to be there and they have to experience it. But yet someone like James, who is a coach, is there to guide them along. I think, I think we're going to have to repeat that format because, you know, lectures are fine. Uh, panels are, are, of course, great. But in a way, it's a bit of a one-on-one -on -one coaching session that people sometimes need. Absolutely, yeah. So it's definitely our intention in the future to hold more clinics and workshops like this and let us know if there's subject matter areas and topics that you want to hear about, you want to know more about, or you've got questions on. Let us know. And we'll reach out to the subject matter experts and bring them on board and host similar sessions in the future. Also coming up, we've got our 9th of June Protective Mobility Forum uh, with Joe Otera. Hey, maybe we'll introduce an element of it being a, a bit of a clinic because Joe is such an excellent trainer. Or maybe we'll do that after the event. But protective mobility, absolutely important topic coming up on the 9th of June. So very much looking forward to that. Uh, what about the magazine? Uh, when's our next edition out? So we're in full-on production right now for issue 58. And there's still a couple of spaces in there. If anybody has got anything burning, any issues they want to raise, something they want to get off their chest, or if they just want to share their knowledge with the rest of us. Yeah, we've still got uh, spots left in 58 and 59 coming up. So get your submissions into us over at info at circuit-magazine.com. And we should say that in a future edition, it could be that not just us, but uh, some of our contributors and friends from across the pond might be doing a special podcast session. Uh, but, uh, but I think more on that as it develops, as a, sneak, a sneaky oh, cryptic. I, I don't know what you know about that, Palum, but I'm interested. Ah, very good, very good. Well, Big topic today, mobile workforce management and uh, Brittany Galley, the force behind getting security done. I think it's a, a great topic for the community. Look at where it can be a force multiplier and look at where the GSD crew can motivate you. We look forward to welcoming you next week to an, another edition of the Circuit Magazine podcast. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.